Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled The Valley of Vision. It shall be focused on a study of Isaiah chapter 22. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read in this scripture and recognize, Lord, the severity of your judgment and when men forsake your word and the punishment that comes with it, help us, Father, to escape that punishment that's coming to this world. And may we hold on to your word and to your unchanging hand and not look to the left, to the right, like Lot's wife did and fell back in Sodom. But may we look ahead and follow you, the author and finish of all things. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Isaiah chapter 22. Chapter 22 The Burden of the Valley of Vision What aileth thee now, that thou art wholly gone up to the housetops? That thou art full of stirs, a tumultuous city, a joyous city? Thy slain men are not slain with the sword, nor dead in battle. All thy rulers are fled together, they are bound by the archers. All that are found in thee are bound together, which have fled from far. Therefore said I, Look away from me, I will weep bitterly. Labor not to comfort me, because of the spoiling of the daughter of my people. For it is a day of trouble, and of treading down, and of perplexity by the Lord God of hosts in the valley of vision, breaking down the walls, and of crying to the mountains. And Elam bare the quiver with chariots of men and horsemen, and Kir uncovered the shield. And it shall come to pass that thy choicest valleys shall be full of chariots, and the horsemen shall set themselves in array at the gate. And he discovered the covering of Judah, and thou didst look in that day to the armor of the house of the forest. Ye have seen also the breaches of the city of David, that they are many, and ye gathered together the waters of the lower pool, and ye have numbered the houses of Jerusalem, and the houses have ye broken down to fortify the wall. Ye made also a ditch between the two walls for the water of the old pool. But ye have not looked unto the maker thereof, neither had respect unto him that fashioned it long ago. And in that day did the Lord God of hosts call to weeping, and to mourning, and to baldness, and to girding with sackcloth. And behold, joy and gladness, slaying oxen, and killing sheep, eating flesh, and drinking wine. Let us eat and drink, or tomorrow we shall die. And it was revealed in mine ears by the Lord of hosts, Surely this iniquity shall not be purged from you till ye die, saith the Lord God of hosts. Thus saith the Lord God of hosts, Go, get thee unto this treasurer, even unto Shebna, which is over the house, and say, What hast thou here? And whom hast thou here, that thou hast hewed thee out a sepulchre here, as he that heweth him out a sepulchre on high, and that graveth an habitation for himself in a rock? Behold, the Lord will carry thee away with a mighty captivity, and will surely cover thee. He will surely violently turn and toss thee like a ball into a large country. There shalt thou die, and there the chariots of thy glory shall be the shame of thy Lord's house. And I will drive thee from thy station, and from thy state shall he pull thee down. 
And it shall come to pass in that day, that I will call my servant Eliakim the son of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with thy robe, and strengthen him with thy girdle, and I will commit thy government into his hand. And he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and to the house of Judah. And the key of the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, so he shall open, and none shall shut. And he shall shut, and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place, and he shall be for a glorious throne to his father's house. And they shall hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, the offspring and the issue, all vessels of small quantity, from the vessels of cups, even to all the vessels of flagons. In that day, saith the Lord of hosts, shall the nail that is fastened in the sure place be removed, and be cut down, and fall, and the burden that was upon it shall be cut off. For the Lord hath spoken it. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, The Spoken Word is the Original Seed. This was preached in 1962 on March the 18th. We'll begin at paragraph 33 up to paragraph 167. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Some years ago I heard that a woman, now this may not be authentic, that licked her tongue in radium while mixing it to put on hands of dials of clocks and watches. It killed a woman. And years later, keeping her skull for uh, an autopsy like, they said you could take instruments, whatever they use, and put against that skull bone. And with a, a rumble, you could still hear that radium going on in her skull. After she had been dead years, radium continually goes on. The Word of God continually goes on. I'm told that if we could pick up an instrument that could catch it, that a man's voice, my voice, that I speak today, 10,000 years from now, could still be picked up in the air. It's like dropping a pedal in the middle of a pond. And the teeny little waves, after they fail to be seen by the eye, continue on till it hits the bank. And the air wave of our voices continually travels around and around the world. Therefore, then our voice, what we say, will be our judgment. Our testimony will rise right against us. Our own voices will echo in our own ears at the judgment bar of God when His great instrument catches every voice that's been spoke, every word that's been muttered. And now, there's only one way to stop that voice that's wrong. That's repent. God alone can stop it. If it doesn't, it goes on and meets up with you in the eternity. Therefore, God being perfect and His voice eternal, His own voice will have to catch up with it. Therefore, He must be perfect in every decision. 
For when he once says something, it has to go all the way and come back to the judgment. Now, if you'll be real understanding, or try to be, you'll see why I have took always the stand for the Word of God that I have. Because all other things must perish. God is eternal, and His Word is eternal. Now, as you study, now I'll try to speak just as uh, lengthy as I can so that you'll get the words. And I do that for the tapes also. That you must know that this Bible is God's Word. Now, we know that we are coming to a judgment that the voice of God has going to catch up with us somewhere because it was given to every mortal to hear. Ministers are responsible of taking it. And if this voice of God has to catch up with every person, then we've, you've got to hear it either here or at the judgment bar. So if the church has the voice of God, then you must hear the voice of the church, as our Roman Catholic people tell us. And when they in themselves are so confused in difference in their doctrines, the Roman, the Greek, and their different types, then there cannot be any place to have faith because which one is the church? Is the Roman church right or is the Greek church right or is some of the other churches right? Is the Lutherans right, Baptists right, Methodists right, Presbyterians right? Or who is right? When there is so much difference in them, one is as far as the east from the west from one another. But to my opinion, the voice of God is the judge. So the voice of God, if it's so perfect, it's got to come from some perfect resource. And if man bring it one way and another way, with their difference of denominations, then there's, there's no way to set a faith surely in what they're saying. I hope that's clear. See? Because it, if one says it's this way, one says you must uh, join this church. This church only has salvation. That's the Catholic version. The Lutheran come around and say, they are the way. Here comes along the Methodist with something else. The Baptist with something else. The Pentecost with something else. And there seems to be such a gathering of confusion. Then when you take this written word to our brethren, many of them says, well, them days isn't now. Another says, it's just a history. The other one says, it's a book of poems. 
The other says the church has a right to change it. Then where do we stand? Where is that resting place for faith? When God being eternal, I believe if we are to be judged and always have, that if we're to be judged by anything, it'll be by the Word of God that's given the commission. Then, if we're to be judged by that Word, then God would be an unjust God to put such a confusion on earth and the poor human mind so baffled it doesn't know what to do and one will join this one then join that one a poor fella trying to think he's trying to find the right place he'll listen to this denomination then he'll listen to another denomination and this one seems to be better than that one he'll go and first thing he's back to the first one again he just doesn't know what to do but if God is going to judge the world by something it'll be by his word I believe that. And now, my brethren, now when I say that, I'm meaning not only this little group here this morning, but I'm meaning where these tapes will be sent around the world. I, I wish you would bear with me a while and think of that, that there's got to be some place come for a judgment. Then some of them says, the uh, King James Version, or the um, a certain other version, and now they're making a, a standard version or something. I believe if God be the sovereign God, as He is, the Eternal One, He has to see to it. It's up to Him. If I want to go to heaven, to his place, it's up to him to furnish me a place where I know what to do. Somewhere that you can lay your hand and say, this is it. Do you agree with that? It's up to him. He'd be unjust. If I said, Lord, I was a Lutheran. And uh, the other said, well, I, I was a Catholic. Well, there's your two protesting one another. Now, what's the poor man going to do? Well, what if the Catholic Church is right? Then all Lutherans are lost. Well, if the Lutherans are right, all Catholics are lost. See, you've got to have somewhere that faith can take its resting place. And to me, I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, the Bible is the infallible Word of God. And I believe that God has watched over His Word, that there's not one punctuation out of place. My daughter back there, Rebecca, was saying, Daddy, in school we prove that the that there are millions and millions of years this world is old. Then isn't that contradictory to the Bible? No, sir, I said it isn't. Well, it said if the, the different 
study of rocks and formations and stagites and stagites and so forth prove that dripping of millions of years? And God said He made the heavens and earth in one twenty-four hours. Doesn't that misprove, disprove the Bible? I said, no. If you'll notice God telling Moses about the Bible, He said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and earth, period. How long it took, that's none of our business. Then He goes ahead and begins to bring in His time of putting seed in the earth. But in the beginning, might have been hundreds of billions of trillions of years, eons of time, but God created the heavens and the earth. Amen. Period. Amen. That settles that. That's the first Hallelujah. Amen. See, he makes no mistakes. Paul, the great preacher, said, told Timothy to study to prove yourself. Rightly dividing the Word of God. Study it open-heartedly. And that's what I try to do. Now, with my faith in the Word like that, then I cannot take some private interpretation. For the Bible states that the Bible is of no private interpretation. Now, the Spirit just revealed that. I know the Scripture, but right now I don't know just exactly where it's in the Scripture, but you are putting it down. You'll find it. I think it's in Peter. That the Bible is of no private interpretation. Therefore, if an inspired writer said, and if that's wrong, then how much other parts of it is wrong? Yes, that's right. It's either all right or all wrong. Amen. You can't make it nothing else. So, you, well, about the church, you say, well, I'm the church. No, if you go to the church, then which church is right? Which church is right? See, you have to come back again to something that faith has to rest on. And to mind, it's on the Word of God believing that this Bible is God's program for the people. Amen. Always has been. Jesus said, the Scriptures must be fulfilled. That is, that all this written in the Scriptures... Now, bear this in mind, because you're getting the tape now. At the end of these tapes, you'll find, I'll come back to that again, that all that's in the Scriptures must be fulfilled. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me, let that soak just a minute, class. See? All that's in the Scriptures has got to be fulfilled. Amen. Then if God said anything... Amen. There you are. Amen. It's got to be fulfilled. Amen. Or if it isn't, that's not the Word of God. Then if it is, that isn't the Word of God, then where are we at? Let's get something that looks like God or anything we want to do. As the Bible said, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. See? Now, if that is not the Word of God, then we're all lost. If it is the Word of God, God is absolutely honor-bound. The God of... Who is the 
fountain of all honor. Who is the beginning of all honor? Amen. Who is the source of all honor? Amen. Who is the source of all truth? Amen. Has got to stand by what he said. Amen. And if this isn't God's word, then who is God? Where is God? Or is there a God? Oh, you say, Brother Branham, I feel it. Oh, the, the heathen can tell you the same thing. On his idol. Traveling does something to you when you see it yourself. So I, I believe I could look and see this. Yes. I believe if uh, I, I believe because I, I was changed like this, because I do that too. But remember, heathens do the same thing. While the morals of Africa would snow, uh, some of them tribes would make Americans here call themselves Christians feel ashamed of themselves. The morals and cleanness amongst the people who worship heathen idols. So maybe that's God. See what I mean? You, you see, when you look at the thing in the face, there's a great big circle here you've got to cover. So you've got to have somewhere to come back and place your hand. Now let's take the Lutheran claims. They fail. Let's take the Catholic claims. They fail. Let's take the Baptist claims, Pentecostals. They fail. So you can't put no confidence in them. But there's not one thing written in this Bible. Amen. But what God has proved by somebody Amen. that it's the truth. Amen. All right. It's the truth. Amen. I've often said maybe my faith won't climb where any climb. But I certainly wouldn't stand in anybody's way that could climb there. Amen. Great faith. Now, Getting this background that the reasons why I believe the Bible, and that's where I take my text. Now, next thing I want to say, that I do not believe the Bible contradicts itself. Now, I've offered a challenge world around for any persons who claim such to come prove it to me. Come prove it. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. It's you contradicting the Bible. God cannot contradict Himself. If He does, then He isn't God. If this Word is God, then and it's contradictory, then you make God contradicting Himself. Then where is your God then? Kind of gets thick, doesn't it? Complicated. If God contradicts Himself, He's not no more than I am, or no more than you are. For He can contradict Himself. The Word's there, but it's hid from the eyes of wise and prudent. That's why someone says that Matthew 28, 19, Where go ye, teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Acts 2, 38 said, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. It's a contradictory. It is a contradictory. Everybody that's ever baptized has to be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. 
And if you're not baptized using the name of Jesus Christ, you're not baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You're baptizing some titles that pertains to a name. If that is the, isn't the right revelation, then the Bible would be wrong when it went ahead and everybody baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. But if the Bible baptized, every one of the apostles all down through the age baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, after Jesus commissioned them to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, then the Bible absolutely contradicts itself. But if you look at it, it is isn't. They did just what he said. Not titles, but name. So there's no contradiction. How many more could I pull out here that I've even got wrote down? That where people say they contradict itself. I've asked for 25 years, almost 30 now, for someone to show me. It isn't there. No, sir. It's there. The truth. All the truth. And nothing but the truth. And our faith rests right there. Right there on what God said. Don't, don't try to interpret it. Just say it the way it says it. Don't put any private interpretation. And I believe that there's not anything else. Now, I hope that if this hurts, that it isn't mean. I'm trying to say why I believe what I believe. And the way I've acted, the way I've acted. Or the things that I've done. I'm trying to show myself to the world that I have done this because this is my conviction. I believe that any word that's added to this Bible, and whoever's guilty of doing it, his part will be taken out of the book of life. Revelation 21. Whosoever shall add to this or take from this, I do not believe that any creed, any dogma, anything else but just the literal word of God is God's plan. Anything else is sinful. And will be dealt with and will be eternally lost. Any man, any creed, any denomination, or anything that will add to or take from one punctuation of this word. God, who is not a God of yesterday, who wrote a book and handed it out in a bunch of man's hands and, and let it be confused and everything else, and then go to judge the world with that book? But the God that wrote it lives. Lives in it. And confirms His Word. Now, in studying the tapes, I want you to study that real close right there, that remark. See? Now, I begin at Genesis. I'm over to Revelations now. Bringing this together that this is God's Word. Revelation says that whosoever will take from it or add to it, the same will be taking his part out of the book of life. I get to the Scripture quoted after a while. Revelations, the last chapter. That's the first chapter shows now what? What is the Word? Now, it is eternal. It must not be tampered with, added to, or taken away from. See? Must not be tampered with, God sees to that. It must not be added to, anything to it. Nothing can be taken from it because it's eternal. See? Now, now to base upon, to show you that, what I'm trying to say is in between these Genesis to Revelations, it 
will not mix with anything else. Amen. Now, here's where we're going to differ from here till 5 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> here's where we're going to differ. How many will agree that this is God's book of judgment? That we'll be judged according to the Word of God. It shall not be added to or taken away from. Then why has this been done? Why has this been done in such a rude way? Now we're going to find it between Genesis and Revelation. Right down in our time. Down to the other times. Now let me make that real clear for the tapes. Now, after I have told you why I believe the Word and what God said about it and how it should not be taken or added to, taken from, I want to go into the dense part of it, to the context of this long text that I have drawn out and explain to you and show you what happened. Then you can see the reason I believe what I believe. See? Now, it cannot be mixed, and it will not hybrid with nothing else. It will not hybrid. Today is a great day of hybriding. Animals, corn, wheat, making a better-looking uh, product, but it's no good. It's rotten. No life in it. Dies. Can't reproduce itself. It's dead. Because everything that we have on earth today in its original form is a spoken word of God. Am I? That's why that a mule, a bastard born animal with a cross breeding cannot breed itself back again. God made a horse and he made a mule or made a donkey. You breed them two together, you got a mule. It's a hybrid. Therefore, it can't breed itself back. We're going to hit the serpent seed after a while. It can't breed itself back. Now, watch my text. This spoken word is the original seed. Now, I want to prove that. Let us turn now over to Matthew twenty four thirty five. Just a moment, and and as we search through these scriptures for a little while, and I'll see how much time we have, and I want to read here a word that Jesus said, Matthew twenty four and the thirty fifth verse, twenty fourth chapter, thirty fifth verse. Show how eternal this word is. What we've been talking about, verily thirty four. Verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heavens and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Amen. Amen. Now, could you mix anything with that then? No. Now, in the book of Revelations, the 22nd chapter... And the 19th verse. I'd like to read this. Revelations, the 22nd chapter, and the 19th verse. 
and see what this says. Let's begin with the 18th verse. For I testify unto every man. Now remember from Genesis, where he spoke the word. See? For I testify to every man. That's priest, pope, bishop, state presbyter, or whatever. That heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. What about your dogmas? What about your unscriptural creeds that you're listening to? Of all denominations, there's not a one excused. If any man shall take away from the word, saying it's not the same, you know what to say, words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things that are written in this book. Though he be a preacher, though he be a church member all of his life, though he be a bishop or pope, whosoever shall take one word of this, just one word, do you realize it was one word that Eve doubted that caused all the trouble? One spoken word of God Eve doubted to be the truth. And it caused every sickness, every disease, every suffering baby, caused every hospital to be built, every operation was ever performed, every death that ever died. For one person to believe one, disbelieve one word. There you are. What did he try to do? Hybrid it. Mix it with something. You've got to take it the way God spoke it. It won't mix with nothing. No, sir. Jesus one time said, If you have the faith like a mustard seed, I'm told that mustard seed won't hybrid. You can't mix it with nothing. You can mix other greens, but you can't mix mustard seed. Because it won't hybrid. And if you've got that kind of faith, that's one, taking one word of God, that's where so many evangelists crack up. We'll get to it later. How they say, oh, we believe this, and they'll take that. And they believe that one word, and they can make that work. But what about the other one next to it? Blessed is he who does all his biddings. He'll have the right to enter into the uh, tree of life, far without our sorcerers, dogs, and whoremongers, and so forth. I, I got a mixed class, but I got a lot of context here. It's just really flat. So I want you sisters to understand. See, be sure to understand. Now. That's why we believe it. And it is the Word of God. Therefore, God's spoken Word is original. And everything that God created, spoke into existence, is original. And you can hybrid some of His creation secondarily. That's the reason Eve could do what she did with her own seed 
because she wasn't in the original creation. Amen. She's a byproduct of the man. Not in the creation of God. God created the whole things and then He took a part of His creation and made a helpmate. That's the reason you can hybrid a donkey and a horse. But it won't last. It's death. But the original has got life. It comes back again. I hope you can see it now. The original has a life. So that's the reason I think it cults and denominations and organizations die. History proves they're everyone dead. They never did rise no more. They never will. They can't breed themselves back. Got nothing to breed with. They're sterile. That's why Eve's children die. I'm taking my time so the tapes give people time to study. I don't want to be in any hurry. Amen. Amen. I want to just take Amen. my time. I don't know what will happen from here on. But I, I want this to the people. That even though someday God take me from the world, if I don't live to see His coming, the message will still live on. Truth. Stay with the Word. Now remember... Every spoken word of God is the original seed. God planted everything in the earth by His Word. And as long as you stay with the original seed, it will breed itself right back and, and reproduce itself again. Hybrid it, it dies. And Eve, the woman, was the first hybrid thing that ever was. Now, I hope you don't turn tapes off till we get down and prove that after a while. See? Show you just why. She was a high breeder. A bride. Notice, through that brought death to trying to take the Word of God and mix some wisdom with it. See? You're not supposed to do that. Whether you'd believe it's, uh, you got wisdom to explain it, just say God said it, and that said it. Amen. God said so, and that's all there is to it. If you can't explain it, leave it alone. But just say it's so because God said so. That's it. God said it. Now, notice. Now, it will not mix. It must not be tampered with. God will punish the one that does it, and it will not hybrid to nothing else. It's God's Word alone. God don't need your Word with His. We're not supposed to speak our own word. We're supposed to preach His word. God's word. Now, therefore, true life can only come or reproduce itself by its original breeding. See? Life... Study that now when you're studying the tapes and study it now. Life, L-I-F-E, can only be reproduced by its original breeding. The way it started at the beginning. Then it reproduces itself. If it doesn't, it's a hybrid. It runs out. Some of them run out in the first generation, see? 
It's gone right then. It'll soon find itself back. It can't bring correct life because it's hybrid. Genesis 1.11, the Bible said, Jesus, God said, Let every seed bring forth of its kind. Now, when God said that, that settles it. It's always settled. Let every seed bring forth of its kind. To mix it brings a super crop. It's a super crop of what? Listen now. That's coast. To mix it. I'm trying to hold them such texts I can preach on them. <laughs> but I'm trying to keep from doing that. To mix it will bring forth a super crop as is proven. But what kind of a crop? A crop of falsehood. Death. How I breed your corn. It brings forth a big crop. Better crop. Better looking. But it's dead. Planet back can't reproduce itself again. It's done. It's finished. Like Eve. See? She brought forth a hybrid crop. Look at us today and you can look around and see that's true. <laughs> sure did. It wasn't God's purpose. No, sir. Just have to hold back for something I'm thinking right now. See? To mix it brings forth a hybrid crop. And a hybrid crop is a dead crop. For it's rebreeding. It won't rebreed itself. It can't. Because God said so. It has to bring forth of its kind and you've mixed it. Now you can see the church right there where we're going to wind up. It dies there. For it cannot bring forth of its kind. Why? It's mixed. You can't do nothing with it. It's dead. It's finished. All right. That's why each generation has its own revival. A chance at the Word. So the sovereign God at the judgment. John Wesley's group will raise up and these starch wash Methodists of the day will answer for. Luther will raise up. The Catholics will raise up. From back behind Arrhenius, Martin, Polycarp, and those. I don't have to stand the judgment for hybriding the Word of God to dogmas. This group of Lutherans that followed Lutheran's revival will answer the same thing. The group of Baptists that followed John Smith's revival will do the same thing. Alexander Campbell's will do the same thing. And the Pentecostals will do the same thing. That original revival, when the Holy Ghost fell, called out a people, and God trying to get His Word to it, and they organized it, set over here, and denominated and died right there. You say, but look what they're doing. We'll get to that a little later on today. We're coming right down to all the... I'm just putting the seed in now. Now we're going to show you after a while what happened. Now, that's why each revival has its own revival. Each generation has its revival. God raises him up a man, sets him with his word, and starts him out for the message for that age. 
And as soon as that man's taken off the scene, somebody else catches it and high breeds it. It all falls back to a perfect everything. May I can stop here for a minute. Uh, we ain't no hurry. No. See, go back. That's exactly what it started way in the beginning. In Genesis. God set forth his crop of human race. And Eve hybrided it. See what happened? So there's a judgment for Eve. Luther set forth. All the rest, Christ set forth. The apostles set forth. The prophets set forth. Didn't Jesus say, Which one of you has not your fathers persecuted the prophets? As God said. Didn't he teach that a king one time sent a servant and then sent another servant and sent another servant and so forth and then finally sent his son? See? Each generation receiving because it's repeating right back to Adam and Eve again. The first crop, the Garden of Eden. Half of them lost, wise virgin, sleeping virgin. Half of them, one kept the word, other hybrid it. Right back and forth. Just as hard as it can go. Right like that. It's been right down through the age. We'll prove it by God's word and by the history here. That's right. Hybriding. Hybriding. First started in Eden. Started in Genesis. It's the beginning. That's where it ends up over here in Revelations. That's the second coming of Christ. Now remember correctly, that's why each generation has its own revival. It gets a chance at the Word. Then they hybrid. Instead of taking on, they go somewhere else. My mission, and I believe that God has called me far. I, I have to say some personal things today because that's what I told you I'd do. Amen. See? And tell the world. My mission, I believe, to the earth is what? Is to forerun the coming word. See? The coming word, which is Christ. And Christ in him has the millennium and has everything right there because he is the word. See? All right. Jesus said in John 3, 5. Uh, if you want to mark that down. John 3, 5, we all know it, or either I'll turn and maybe somebody on the tapes would, might not be able to turn just at that time, and I'll read here uh, in St. John, the third chapter, and the uh, fifth verse. And we'll see what Jesus said. We might start off just a little before that. Third. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, I say unto you, and to thee, Except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Is that a seed? Every spoken word of God is a seed. That's right. I'm going to prove that just in a minute where Jesus said so. Every spoken word of God is a seed. Then except the man be born again, why must he be born again? He's dead with the flesh he's in. He's a hybrid. He's got to be born again. Why? He was born in sin from Eve's sin. Shaped in iniquity, come to the world speaking lies. He's a liar to begin with. No matter how smart, educated, what more he is, he's a liar. The Bible says he is. 
how holy his parents was or anything about it. He's a liar to begin with. And the only way he can tell truth is say what truth is through his own lips. That's the only way truth can come. Anything contrary to that word, he's a liar yet. That's pretty flat. <laughs> but that's what God said. <laughs> Let every man's word be a lie and mine be true. Amen. Anything that comes from his lips contrary to deny this word or put it in some other race or some other generation or whatever it is, he's a liar. It's exactly. He's got to be born again. Then he sees every word. The only way he can be born again is that life of God in him to produce that life. A seed must have water to grow. Now, you put a seed in the ground. If there's no moisture in the ground, it's dust. And it won't grow in the dust. Can't. It's got to have a certain percent of moisture or it won't grow. Is that right? The letter killeth. The Spirit giveth it life. Now, it must have moisture to grow. His Word is a seed. Now, to prove that, let's turn to Luke, the 8th chapter, the 11th verse, and see if this is true or not. If, If the Bible says His Word is a seed. Luke, the 11th chapter, or the 8th chapter, rather, and the 11th verse. And we'll see what God said about it. 8th chapter, 11th verse. Now he goes ahead and begins to tell. There's much things to say by Let's start to forth this read. And when much people were gathered together, and there come unto him out of every city, he spake by parables. A sower went out to sow his seed. To sow his, uh, sow his seed. And as... He sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon rock, and soon as it was sprung up, it uh, withered away because it lacked moisture. Moisture. Baptists, Presbyterians, Lutherans, without the water. And when he's first converted, he looks right straight to Christ. He believes. And the first thing you know, that denomination binds him up into a place and the moisture of the Spirit's gone from him. He becomes denominational and he's dead. Not only Baptist, but Pentecost. Don't believe that. I know many of you don't, but you just wait a little bit. we see where the Bible states it. All right. Of like of moisture. Last word in the sixth verse of the eighth chapter. The like of moisture. And some fell among thorns and sprang up with it and choked it. See? What was that? He goes ahead and tells that some as soon as you get to be I'm not going to pull one punch today on that. Amen. Just what I think the Christian businessman and the rest of them of these Pentecostal organizations and these people is building all these big millions of dollars of things, the richest of the world has choked out the glory and spirit of God. Amen. Dying because it's choked. The world, care of the world has choked them out. The women wants to be active and bob off their hair and have waterhead haircuts, wear shorts and look like the rest of the world. The preacher standing in the pulpit with practice their amens and afraid of the Word of God because of a meal ticket. If they can't ride a Cadillac and they're not even considered spiritual anymore. Right. If they can't dress in the best of clothes and do everything else, they're, they're considered, they're backslid. They're not so-and-so. An old man back there, old brother kid, told me this morning, you don't want him no more because he's old and he stays right with the Word. What's the matter? They like moisture. Right. And fell on, and others fell on 
good ground and spring up and bear fruit. When he had said these things, he cried, He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. Oh, what a parable. How I could like to preach a text on that now, sir. When he had said these things, the eighth chapter, eighth verse, the eighth chapter, others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, screamed out. Something maybe like this when he said, Oh, bring forth a hundredfold. He that has an ear, let him hear. In other words, if your ears in tune with God, let him hear. See? His disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. The mysteries. See what he's talking about here? Now watch. What is the mysteries of the kingdom? Watch this. Mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to others in parables, that seeing they might see, might not see. And hearing, they might not understand. See, but God's Word comes right on down to the judgment, the judgment. Because they did see it. It was there. Now the parable is this. The seed is the Word of God. What is the seed of life? The Word of God. Therefore, for life, you can't come to a creed. You can't come to a denomination. You've got to come back to the Word. Now, the seed of life. All right. His Word is His seed, and His Spirit is the water. Now, right back to John three fourteen. There, you get it again, you see. See? The Spirit is the water. Now, look. John 3, 14, we understand what it means. You want to read it? As Moses lifted up the brass serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. See? Now, if Moses lifted up the brass serpent, for the same cause Christ was lifted up. Now, what is it? Moses lifted up the brass serpent so that the people that was perishing might have water for life. Amen. Look, Jesus, oh God, Jesus is the Word of God. Amen. Now we're going to hammer that down this afternoon. See, prove it. Jesus is the Word of God and He was bursted open that life, the life is inside the seed. That this life, which is spirit, water, flowing over the spirit, over the seed of God, will bring forth the life of the seed. And if it brings forth something else, there's some other kind of seed there then. Amen. Do you understand? If the spirit of God comes forth to water the seed, if it's the seed it's watering, it'll produce the life of the seed. Is that clear? Produce the life of the seed. For that's what it's given for. I believe the Bible is the, is the Word, the whole truth. And Jesus is the Word made manifest 
He and His Word is one and the same. What was He? Now look, He was that seed. I've got to hold something back in order to get in here this evening, you see. It's hard. He was that seed that Eve should have produced. Do you get it? He was the seed that Eve was produced, but she hybrid it. By disbelieving God's Word. So he was that seed and the only way that life could be uh, in the reproduction of life, life had to come through that seed and that seed had to die in order to spread out the life. Can't you see it? That's why the water was given. To water the seed. The Holy Spirit that was in the Garden of Eden was to water the seed. Man wasn't made to die, he's made to live. But hybriding brought life, of death, or rather. She hybrid. Now you deny the circumcision. <laughs> then I'll ask you, why you what's these funeral services about? <laughs> She's hybrid. Every one of us are. Hybrid. From the original. That's where you're constantly dying. But oh God, there's a germ of life. Come from the real seed. That God proved it was his seed, he rose him up again. Amen. That through that life that's going over the original seed like was given to Eve over his real church is bringing forth life again. Through the birth, through the womb of his bride. Oh, it's rich and glorious. I give it a little time to study. So it'll sink in. He is that seed. He is that seed that was produced by the Word of God. Be it unto me according to the Word. There's the seed. Taking the Word. See? Now, Jesus is the Word made manifest. He and the Word is one and the same. And that's why it was so made manifest in Him. So perfectly. That's the reason that God manifested Himself so perfectly in Jesus because He was the seed Word. The germ word itself. The germ that's inside the seed. That's the life in the seed. You get it? Amen. It was a, He was the germ word of God. The germ is the spirit. The germ is the water. And Jesus had to be broken open there in order for that seed to let forth its life. To water other seed that was coming. Amen. Do you see? Even he said, other sheep, I, it's not of even of this fold, I have. They're going to see that, they're going to get that word and stay right with it. And I'm sending forth the Spirit to water. And it'll produce just exactly. It'll produce miracles, it'll produce 
the power of God it'll produce, and it will not deny anything because it's a kindred seed with the seed. Amen. You can't say, Mr. Cockerbury, you come live with me. No, no, sir. No, no. It won't do it. No, indeedy. It just won't mix. Can't mix death and life. You can't be dead and alive at the same time. So, you see what I mean? It is the germ that comes from the seed. He is. He's the Word of God made perfectly manifest. That's the reason that in Him was what? That was the thing that He is correctly the Son from the first Adam was the Son that was promised through Adam continuing on the human race and Eve hybrid it to the serpent and brought forth a generation of bastard children born to death without life and Jesus come and was that seed. He proved it. Everything that Adam lost, Jesus was. See? He is the Christ. Eve would have finally brought that child forth. But she hybrid Brought the serpent in. Listening for wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Now wait till we get into the bride with that. <laughs> that's, what, that's the reason I believe what I believe. It's got to come back to this Word. That's the reason I say if somebody wants to, to discuss with me, talk to me about this Word, come. Right. I've offered that any time. If you think that the name of Jesus Christ is the right way to baptize, come talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe there is such a thing as serpent seed, you come see me. Let's just take the word. If you don't believe that women should have long hair and that's their covering, come talk to me about it with the word. If you don't believe that the end of the time is at hand and these things I'm talking about is, come talk to me about it. See? Come with me. Brother seed, just come on. Right. You can't be a seed and disagree with the Word because the Word is a seed. Amen. And if you are the Word, how can you disagree with it? You'd be disagreeing with yourself. Amen. You'd be defeating your own purpose. Like somebody said, what would you... Why do you ever go out with them people like that? Well, if I didn't do it, I'd be defeating the very purpose I was sent here for. There's got to be a line. As we go on down, we're going to bring them things in and show just how they set themselves in order, just exactly perfectly with the Word. Now, yes, sir, He is. That's why God could work through Him. And what did He say when He showed on earth? I do nothing until the Father shows me. Perfectly. And anything He done always was vindicated by the Scriptures. He said, Search ye the Scriptures, for they are they that testify of me. And if I don't do the things that they said they did, then I'm not that original seed. But if I do do the things, then why don't you believe me? <laughs> That's right. If you can't even believe me the way I stand, then believe the word that I say. Believe the works that I do. Because my seed can only bear forth what I am. A cucklebird can only be a cucklebird. You could hide breathe with anything else, but it's still a cucklebird. That's right. It'll express it. That's the reason a doodle is a hypocrite. That's a hybrid. A man that claims to be a man of God and deny the word, he's a hypocrite. A mule that claims to be the horse, he's not a horse. He said, I'm a donkey and neither one. You're a hypocrite. Bastard born. Just exactly. That's flat, but that's what it is. He didn't aim to do that. Man done that with his wisdom. 
That's where he gets. That's where all man's wisdom winds up to be bastard born. All right. Now, that's why Jesus was so perfectly manifested. God was so perfectly manifested in Jesus because he was the Word of God. He was God's Word. That's the reason it couldn't produce nothing but just exactly God. And if God is in you, what more can you be? Didn't Jesus say of the prophets who the Word of God came to? Who did the Word of God come to? Prophets. Didn't Jesus call them gods? Yeah. Wow! God was manifested in it. What was it? The spoken word. Manifested. That's it. said, so how can you say, if you had any wisdom, you'd understand. He said, I, oh, how can you say, you, uh, we call them God himself, call them gods. And said, how can you then say you believe them and deny me when I say I'm the son of God? Why did they see this thing? Same thing today. I'm that seed that was to come. The woman's seed. I'll give you a seed to the serpent. The serpent already defiled her. He said, but that seed that I'll give you shall bruise his head. He'll take that thing back again. Amen. I wish, I just wish everybody could see that. I've come to conquer and correct what he's done. No way I could do this to a woman that believed the seed where a woman didn't believe the seed. A woman believed the word where one didn't believe it. I'm that overcomer. I'm the one that's come to give life. That through my death, to pay the penalty of what she done, through my life will be given to you through a flow over you, and you will be sons of God and daughters of God. As long as the seed's in there. You hybrid it, and you ain't got nothing but a denominational bastard child. And that's all. Anything deny the word. Excuse me, sisters. I, I want you. To, I've just got to say just the way it says it here. See, and that's that's the way it is. All of God's sons must be the same. <laughs> yes, sir. To be born of the Word and Spirit. Brings us back to the spoken word again, like in John 3. See? To be born of the water and the Spirit, what does it do? Then it brings you right back again unto the place of where you should have been at the beginning. See? That's the reason of Christ's death. Brings us right back again to where? Sons of God. Amen. If Eve would have brought forth that child, she would have finally done it. Did not God tell her? Multiply and replenish the earth. But she had to walk over here and play the part of a whore. Well, you just say, that's flat, Brother Bram, but wait just a little bit. We'll get into that a little later. Hmm? See? You say, it can't be. Well, we'll just find out where the Word says it is or not. Hmm? Then it's right. They're not, it's not hid. If it is, it's hid from those who lost. Hmm? Right. Now, now this brings you right back to the spoken Word. Then we are God's Word made manifest. See? Jesus said the same thing. He that believeth on me, the things that who I am, what I come for, and the purpose I do, to bring a man back to believe the Word of God and take nothing else with it, the works that I do, you do also. There you are. Why is it not being done today? It's hybrid, bastard children. Mixed up. It's a mule. It don't know what it believes. 
The mule don't know who his daddy is, who his mama is. He don't. He's no pedigree. He's nothing to him. He's an illegitimate creature. That's the way any person that claims to believe God and don't believe His Word will take a denominational creed and breed it with a word. See, you are not of God. You're dead. You can't be dead and alive at the same time. So even the Word of God don't even grow. You're just playing the part of a hypocrite. Let that go for bishop, priest, cardinal, whoever it might be. Right, it's got to be the Word or you're dead. Just the illegitimate child. God's Word, God's part won't grow. You might grow in the same field as we're getting to directly, but you're sure not in the fold. It won't grow. All right. As we get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy Word, which is the original seed. How, Lord, You said, Heavens and earth shall pass away, but My Word shall never pass away. We thank Thee, Lord, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and it was manifest in flesh among us, and now lives in us in the form of the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, may You take our old bitterness and guile out of our hearts, that we may be found pure before Thee, and meek, and that Your Holy Spirit might, Lord, have full preeminence in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, we'd really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock.com 2020 at gmail.com We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. When my heart is heavy, Lord My burden's hard to bear I need your strength to carry on When I can't see far ahead I tend to forget How you gave so that I When you suffered and died, giving all that you had to give. So take my life, let it be a reflection of me. I need the vision of Christ. Let my love
Not really. Not. 